Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s. The clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing singing cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Riddle me this. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Or the stone pudding or something. I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. Seventies, the clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, "You there? I sit in judgment of you." Well, 
than meets the eye. What's going on, people? Sol here for another Blurred Report. Hope you guys are having a good Friday. Dude, man. I, I still can't believe it's fucking March. <laughs> Let's be honest. It doesn't feel like March. It still feels like January. But uh, shout out to the people that came through. Nimble. Just we're just talking. Uh, Canis, what's going on? Nimble again. Nimble. Now that avatar. I know that's not you, but you just got the avatar of a random <laughs> black dude. Hunter. Yes, uh, Young Swift. Uh, Chibi. Oh, other dimension trunks in the house. Uh, shout out to zero zero. What's going on? Uh, shout out to the ten dollar um tricking super chat. Appreciate it. I will definitely use that to get my trick on. Shout out to Zero. And congrats to Zero once again. He just reached a thousand subscribers. Welcome to the 1K team. What a good uh, good start of the year. A lot of people get into 1K. Um, so if you missed last, uh, what was it, Wednesday stream, definitely check that out. That was hilarious. Shout out to the Green Goblin. <laughs> shout out to the Green Goblin. Um, shout out to our sponsor for that one, which was uh, Golden Eagle. A shout out. He, she uh he dropped a fifty dollar super chat shout out to um you don't forget we're available on spotify google Podcasts, anchor and all those other audio formats uh join the discord if you haven't already we're getting close to 50 members on that um another update justice league is coming out on when it's coming out on uh, the 18th on a thursday we'll be doing a watch party for justice league on discord so 
some of you guys may have been wondering what is soul streaming on Di on discord i was streaming uh like today i wanted to do a test run so i was t testing uh streaming so i was streaming uh coming to america uh via amazon prime which i didn't know i had a feature tr uh, trial at the moment so i've been watching it it's actually pretty funny um it was actually pretty funny so far so i'm gonna finish uh I'm gonna finish that up on the Discord after this. So, if you wanna randomly see some parts of Come to America on Discord, join join the watch party. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna stream the rest of it after this. But yeah, we're gonna do a Justice League watch party. It's gonna be legit. And then after that, I'll do my review. So letting you guys know, I'm gonna be pausing it every now and then because I gotta write notes for, for the review. So just letting y'all know, I'm gonna be doing that. So yeah, on the 18th. I don't know what time yet. I might just do it early. In the afternoon based on my work how work's going on thursday but yeah definitely look out for that um also you guys if you guys haven't um done the community post yet definitely look check out the community post um for the best mcu phase so far we got 25 votes uh phase one is 20 percent so far phase two is eight percent phase three is dominating with 68% and phase four is 4%. So um, continue to vote for that. Um, if you haven't already, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing the, um, a panel on that on the 14th. So look out for that. So yeah. And I'm, like I said, I'm not surprised that phase three is actually winning. I'm really not surprised at all because it's, pr it's pretty good, right? A uh, shout out to Rocky, uh, another member of the Nerd Pill. All right. So yeah, we got a lot today, man. A lot. Um, you guys always wonder why my titles change on these because, you know, last minute, there might be something that comes up that's like dope as hell and I might have to change my title. So a lot of good stuff uh, this week. So we're going to get started. Um, it's a lot. So first, as you're coming in, be sure to like the video. Yes, Swift. Terminator anime series come to Netflix from the Batman co-creator. Netflix has announced that it will be making a Terminator anime series with the Batman co-writer Madsen Tomlin as showrunner, uh, says the uh, co-writer on an upcoming Batman movie starring Robert Patterson, which we definitely will be doing a watch party on. Well, if we can watch it on HBO Max, that is. I don't know, we'll see. We'll serve as a showrunner on the series in addition to the Terminator anime will be produced by the production IG. Uh, the family anime behind uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise, uh, Psychopaths, Fooly Cooly, and more. Production IG has a working production deal with Netflix since 2018. So yes, Terminator anime. Not that we we wanted this, it's just, hey, why don't we just create it, right? Because that's what these people have been doing. They've been creating all these animes that none of us really asked for. I, I don't have any, I never heard of anyone you know, requesting this, but... Um, Netflix is trying to create their own little menu of animes, which they believe people actually kind of pay attention to. Um, granted, there's animes like the X-Men animes, which are kind of cool, you know, um, but I don't know. I don't know why I need to see this animated. <laughs> I guess if it's cool, it's cool. If it's not, then it's whack, right? Um, next up. Spider-Man spinoff, Silk Eyes, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Star for the lead. So Sony Pictures Television has found a showrunner for their Silk series on Amazon. Amazon's been trying to um, 
you know, pick up speed. Uh, shout out to Red. What's going on? Uh, it says, uh, Silk Series on Amazon. The company has eyes on a lead actor. The Illuminerdy is reporting that Sony and Amazon's planned Spider-Man spinoff series focusing on Silk has brought Shang Kiyu Kim on board as showrunner. Kim has produced and, and written for uh, Altered Carbon, which I haven't watched yet. Walking Dead and 24 Live Another Day. Kim is currently exclusive producing Jupiter's Legacy. Dude, I saw a teaser of Jupiter's Legacy. Um, yeah, Netflix adaptation of the Mark Miller superhero comic of the same name. That might be actually pretty good. That actually might be a dope. Um, that might be a dope series to check out. Jupiter's Legacy, along with Kim and some other actors. So yeah, there's gonna be a a Silk series. I have no idea who Silk is. Um, I'm not too deep into the Spider-Man comics. I'm sure someone like Lawrence may know. Uh, he might know who Silk is, but uh, it's going to be exclusive to Amazon Prime. All right. So we'll see how that show is. Now, this was a big one for this week. I know a lot of uh, fellow Guilty Gear fans are kind of tr triggered this week because um, they decided to delay the release date for Guilty Gear Strive. Um, and it's funny because they just released a, a beta for it, which seems like people were enjoying or a demo rather. And yeah, now they're gonna now Arc Systems Works has announced that the Guilty Gear Strive is being delayed until June 11th. The game was originally planned um, to be released on April 9th, so we're getting a couple, you know, I guess a month or so of days till it's finally released. Now, it's interesting why they made this decision. It says that they made a tough decision to move the release date of Guilty Gear Strive. Um, this is extending the wait by an additional 63 days. It's been revealed the reason for delay is so that Arc System Works can use the feedback that was received after the beta, there you go, to provide the best game possible. It says, since we have received valuable uh, feedback after the recent beta, we would like the most, we would like most of this opportunity to provide the best game possible. Uh, we need extra time to polish some aspects of the game, such as online lobbies and servers uh, stability. Okay. Um, now, yeah, once once people, there was a lot of content on YouTube about the beta. Some people put their thoughts out on there. Some people had some things to say about certain characters. I know some characters might be a bit uh, OP. I heard a couple comments about that. Um, but when uh, companies do this, it's usually for the better, to our benefit. So if you're gonna polish the game, why not do it? We all saw what happened to Cyberpunk uh, or Buggy Punk rather. So um, this is a good thing brothers can wait 60 days play for two months play something else while you're waiting for this so i don't think it's a big deal i know but i know some of the hardcore fans might be like what how could you you know uh hunter says uh silk is another version of spider gwen oh okay gotcha uh she's another love interest for peter parker the only one with similar polish him is not a damsel in distress got it punk i mean no cyber uh you know, young swift he said Cyberpunk was a PS5 game. No, it's not, Swift. Stop. It's a PS4 game. It did not get released on the PS5. Stop. Actually, Cyberpunk is technically, like I said, a PS, uh, PC exclusive, but it did not get released yet on the PS5. So therefore, it's not a PS5 game, Swift. I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to pass the L to my platform. Instead, you know, it's on your platform. He's just trying to, I know you're trying to, uh, pass over that l but you know it, it doesn't go to it's not on ps5 the specific p 
PS5 version has not been released yet. Therefore, the L cannot be delivered to me. All right. All right. So the Simpsons renewed Fox orders um, seasons 33 and 34 of the animated sitcom. <laughs> That's cab is definitely a PS5 game. That uh, it's not on the PS5. It hasn't come. Okay, what is the release date for the PS5 version, Swift? I I'm capping, but it's funny. Uh, there may come a point uh, where new episodes of The Simpsons are no longer airing on the Fox, but it definitely won't be within the next few years. The network has just ordered two more seasons of the long-winded running animated sitcom. The renewal ensures the series will remain on air until at least 2023. So people who want um, Simpsons, you guys are going to get some more content for the next coming uh, at least a couple years. Bringing the total episode count to 757 episodes. Wow. It says it currently holds the uh, record of the longest running primetime scripted series. Okay. Not as long as One Piece, but uh, it's definitely up there. I'm not really a fan of Simpsons. I know, you know, it's, I know it has some humor to it, but I'm not, I've never been a fan of it. Um, watched a couple of episodes as a kid, but not really a committed fan. But hey, for the people that like Simpsons, hey, you're getting more, you're getting more uh, shows for you. Hard work. What's going on, man? <laughs> he said PS5. Dislike. Really? Come on. Oh, come on, guys. Stop hanging out. I mean, the PS5's not that bad. Although, you know, there's been some issues with the controller, which luckily I don't have those issues, but still. The PS5, I, I put my thoughts out with uh, Craig Detect. I shout to him. We, we talked about that uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, Coolin, what's going on? What's going on, Coolin? Shout out. All right, next. Sony. Oh, we just talked about PlayStation. Go figure. Sony to dis discontinue uh, the PlayStation Store movie and TV purchases and rentals. Says Sony has announced it is going to discontinue uh, the movie and TV purchases and rentals on the PlayStation Store. Revealed on the PlayStation blog, the store will no longer offer movie and TV purchases through the store as of August 31st of this year, according to Sony. The decision was made after observing tremendous growth from the um, fellow fans using subscription-based and ad-based and entertainment streaming services such as Netflix, YouTube, Disney+, and others. Uh, users will still have access to content they purchase beyond uh, the deadline with movies and TV shows available for on-demand playback. And of course, cross-platform with PS4 and uh, the PS5, as well as mobile devices. Okay, fair enough. Now, and this week's been a lot of um, really cool in <laughs> Xbox. Okay, cool, and you, you bleed green? Uh, okay, cool, and bleeds green. Uh, so, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Fighter Z sequel should make transformations happen mid-match rather than making several characters out of Goku and Vegeta forms, all right? So, it's been three years since the Dragon Ball Z was released. Um, with, with the game currently, um, there are several forms of <laughs> Goku. Saiyan-based form, Super Saiyan, um, there's um, Goku Blacks on there. You got Super Saiyan God on there. So there's like, I mean, at least more than five Gokus on there. You got GT Goku. Um, he's on there. There's a shit ton, right? And to make, because we already know a sequel is going to happen, whether people want to believe it or not. Dragon Ball Fighter Z has been way too successful to just ignore it, right? The fighting game community loves this game. They love it. There's going to be a sequel. Although they've been adding a lot of DLC currently, still. I think it'd be dumb to ignore the success of Dragon Ball Z Fighters. <laughs> There's going to be a sequel. All right? There's going to be a sequel. And what they could do is, yes, 
um do kind of like let's say uh what's that game um uh what's that game that well Tenkai no it's not what is that game Tenkaichi I don't know, Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi? I don't know. I forgot what it's called, but basically you had where you, you'd start with the base Goku and he be, he'll be able to transform during the fight, right? So I think that's a way smarter idea to do for those games. Um, it's way better. Yeah, little Goku, Kaoken, yeah. There's just no point doing all that. Well, obviously for Goku Black, that, that could be a separate character, but for transformations, there's no point. Just make a base form. Have a base form Vegeta, base form whatever, and let them just power up during the battle. Way better. That that'd be way better. Thank you, the uh, uh, the the Dok uh, Budokai Tenkaichi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I love that series, man. That series is really, of course. So if you would know, that was a really good, um, a really good game series, especially like the third one was awesome. Uh, that was like probably one of my favorite Dragon Ball Z games. Yeah, thank you, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, it is one of the best Dragon Ball Z games. Like, it, it feels like you're playing Dragon Ball Z. Um, you know, blowing things, throwing people into buildings, doing all type of energy beams. Yeah, transformations during uh, the combat. Yeah, it, it was perfect, right? But yeah, I totally agree that this is the new way to get to move on to the next sequel. Um, the question is, when is that going to happen? Because they keep adding DLC, so we'll find out. But, um, per but although i do like the game i will say this i still struggle with the game to me it's you're basically playing like dragon ball marvel's a capcom for, for some people they may like that for me i'm it's just hard to it's a hard game to get into <clears throat> if you're not good at fighters like like if you're not a casual so this was kind of big uh nintendo guys uh you guys are doing your thing new nintendo switch with larger screen and 4k output is in the works uh, Nintendo is set to reveal a new model of the Nintendo Switch with a bigger Samsung OLED display later this year. We'll be able to output 4K ultra high definition graphics when in docked mode. Okay, only in docked mode. Uh, reported by Bloomberg, Nintendo is planning to unveil this model in the hopes that the larger touchscreen can prop up demand in time for the holidays. Uh, this will start a mass production of 7 inch uh, 720p OLED panels as early as June this year with an additional monthly target of under a million units. These displays would then be sent to assemblers in July. Once again, this is another another W for Nintendo. Um, China, and we already knew there was going to be some type of new model anyway. That's kind of the nature of Nintendo to always update their consoles. So no surprise there. You're gonna see Nintendo guys uh, maybe switch out their old models with the new model, or you'll see some people that just like collecting consoles just buy this one over again for no reason. Um, I mean, it's cool. You're getting at this. I mean, I guess Nintendo guys who care about the graphics in 4K, I guess they're gonna get it. It's gonna be interesting to see who buys it. But um, and like I said, Nintendo's been doing their thing, so they got the money for it. Um, next, another, uh, well, this one was kind of shocking. Uh, police ad arrest a 39-year-old for sending death threats to Square Enix. <laughs> um, not that it's, that's not funny, but just saying, like, during, uh, it's kind of coincidental, especially during the, um, the event that we saw where they were releasing a, the new Final Fantasy remake plus DLC, and then you have, you, you see this. So, Shin Goku... Shin, Shin Goku police arrested a 39-year-old uh, male resident on February 26th for allegedly sending death threats to Square Enix employees. According to police, the suspect sent 37 
threatening messages through a Square Enix game customer support form. From November 2nd to 19th, threatening to kill designers of a game with such unfair rules. The police did not reveal which game the suspects was supposedly referring to, but speculate that the suspect became emotional over being unable to win at the game. Can you imagine that? You That's like someone complaining about, that's like me complaining about Dark Soul games and then let me email the company and start you know threatening them. Oh, this game sucks, cause I suck. Like, nah, it's, it's not that serious, bro. It's not that serious, it's just a game. The game is supposed to be for entertainment purposes, right? Don't take it that seriously, okay? Um, and so, in a similar incident, police arrested a 25-year-old male nursing home employee in March 2019 for spending for sending a, threat, a threatening message to Square Enix again. In the message, the male threatened to kill the community staff. <laughs> Jesus. Later that same year, police also arrested a 40-year-old for sending a threat through the Square Enix company website inquiry form. So this is something that Square Enix has been dealing with, uh, looks like a lot. Shocking though, Square Enix games are usually not that hard, so I don't know why they would be getting threats like that. Um, it's called difficulty settings? They have that, so I don't understand that. Now, if it was like something for like From Software, like I said, Dark Souls, I could see that, because you know, that shit would get you heated. But Square Enix is not, they usually have pretty decent difficulty games. Uh, I don't know. So that's, that's a shocker. So like I said, man, this week's been a lot of like uh, manga news too. So Chainsaw Man manga has reached uh, 9.3 million copies in circulation. Now, I did hear about this manga before this article. I've heard some people talk about how this manga is really dope, how it's, it's something that maybe it might be one of the future popular mangas um, after um, Jujutsu Kaisen or something like that of that nature. So I've heard some good things about this manga. Um, hopefully... Potentially anime coming out if it does keep going. Well, I'd love to see it on the big screen So Sushia revealed that um, Chainman Manga has more than 9.3 million in copies as of Thursday's release of the 11th compiled uh, book volume The 11th volume is the final volume of the series first part um, debuted in we uh, Weekly Shonen Jump in the year 2018 of December the manga ended its first part the Kawan public safety arc in Weekly Shonen Jump on December 15th, the manga has entered its final stage in November. As says, the manga was uh, nominated for the 13th Manga Awards in 2019 and ranked at number four at the Koen Manga. Uh, this manga is amazing. Uh, guidebook top anime for male readers. The manga won in the Best Shonen Manga category at the 666th place uh, for another award show on January 19th. Additionally, the manga topped the... Um, 2021 list for male readers so chain man chainsaw man has quite a audience um like i said when you start start seeing articles about like certain anime having a lot of copies yeah eventually people are gonna milk this shit they're gonna fall right in anime series in the future i wouldn't mind seeing it and it looks fucking crazy but that type of shit could be definitely you know this this could this could definitely be a good a well successful anime if they they really do it so i'm 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 definitely interested in that you know <laughs> colin says just stop playing the game and go outside like for real i mean I, cool i'm totally with you man so uh resident evil 9 reportedly already in development for all you uh scary uh horror uh video game lovers uh says uh while Resident 
Evil Village isn't set to release until May. Uh, it seems that Capcom might have already been working on the next installment of the franchise. Rumor comes from Athletic Game or Gamer One, who also does goes by Dusk Golem. The leaker discussed Capcom's current progress on the game, but was careful to point out that he does not expect it to release before 2024. Uh, the Resident Evil franchise is easily one of the Capcom's most important. Very true. So it doesn't seem impossible, but development winding down on the current project it only makes sense that the publisher might be looking ahead of for the future. So yeah, of course, this is one of the key franchises of Capcom, Resident Evil. So it's not a shocker. And I think a lot of people will like Village based on what they liked of the previous uh, Resident Evil. Um, uh, last installment of Pres uh, Resident Evil got a lot of good feedback. So based on what I've seen from Village, I think people are going to enjoy that. I can see a lot of streamers uh, doing content for that. Um, it's not my type of game, but I respect um, the genre because, you know, gamers like it. So Resident Evil 9 will be coming. And also for, uh, for PC guys, dude, there, there's deals on Resident Evil games every month. So if you haven't bought them, you definitely should if you have a PC. Uh, so Comic-Con, oh, let me have a sip of this uh, Miracle Water real quick. Ah, yummy, be sure to like the video as you're coming in. So Comic-Con is going all digital this year, physical show canceled. Uh, Comic-Con uh, attendees will have to wait until at least the 2022 to return to the San Diego Convention Center um, in light of the pandemic. As with last year's CDCC, the physical convention will be replaced with a virtual Comic-Con home event and will run July 23rd to 25th. The news comes down just weeks after Comic-Con International also canceled WonderCon for this year. That convention, which is normally held in Anaheim, California, will also be replaced by a virtual WonderCon home event on March 26th to 27th. Okay, it says uh, they write, while we are buoyed by the rollout of the vaccine, the growing number of individuals being isolated, it appears that July will be too early to, to safety hold an in-person event of the magnitude of Comic-Con. For this reason, we have made the challenging decision to postpone Comic-Con as in-person gathering until our next year 2022 dates. Once again, uh, hold this year's celebration as free online Comic-Con at home. Fair enough. You know, they're just trying to be safe um, and make sure they're not to blame for uh, more people getting sick, so I understand that. Uh, a lot of the events have been canceled or transferred and converted to online. It is what it is. That was going to be the future anyway. You know, you can definitely avoid um, heavy costs making your stuff online anyway, so um, I can't really knock it. Once again, more anime stuff. This one was shocking, okay? <laughs> um, I almost changed my thumbnail because of this. <laughs> like, I almost changed my thumbnail, like, four times this week so amazon once again amazon develops a live action helsing film with john wick writer i'm like what helsing live action this better be gory as fuck all right so entertainment website deadline reported on thursday that amazon studios is developing a live action adaptation of helsing manga with david uh colstadt john wick franchise writer and marvel's falcon and the winter soldier exclusive uh, exclusive producer on board as screenwriter 
Uh, the project's producer includes, like I said, uh, Colstad himself, along with Otto, Otto Malik's Brian Calvon Jones and Fred Fred Berger, Ranger Seven Films Mike Callahan, who secured the film's rights, and Ruber Ruben Lieber and Syllable Fish Productions Jason Lust. Uh, Dark Horse Comics produces the manga in English and describes the story. So yeah, I've I've you know of course we've I've heard of the Helsing um, story. I've I think there's an OVA on it. I think there's an anime on it. Yeah, definitely gory as shit. <laughs> definitely gory. Um, Amazon. It's interesting to see the Amazon doing anime live action movies. Uh, this this kind of shocked me. It's gonna be interesting, and I actually want to check it out. Uh, yeah, Amazon's going hard. Amazon's, oh, you said they might be getting Thursday Night Football? Wow, okay, that, that's, that's, that's weird. That'd be strange. Uh, is Helsing a game? No, Helsing, well, someone has to correct me, because I think Helsing is an anime, and they made an OVA on it. It's also a manga. But is Helsing a game? I'm, I'm not sure if there's been a game on Helsing yet, but I could be wrong on that, because I, I don't, I haven't, I don't know the track record, but there could be a game on it potentially, but I would have to research that myself, uh, Liam, so I don't give you guys bad information. All right. Next, uh, X-Men reboot the mutants in development at Marvel Studios. Says, if a new report is, sold, is to be believed, Marvel Studios highly anticipated reboot of the X-Men film Franchise has entered development. According to the Illuminati, sources say that Marvel... What's going on, Colin? It says, we don't want the village. We want the T-Virus. Uh-oh. Uh, Colin, you don't you don't care about the... Um, you don't care about the new uh, game, Colin? Shout out to Colin. It says, uh, sources say that Kevin Foggy, um, the MCU-sama, is producing a new feature film titled The Mutants which will serve as a X-Men reboot, introducing the mutant superhero team on the MCU. That being said, very little else is known about the alleged project. Now, if you guys remember, recall from last year, there was a movie called The Mutants that was supposed to be a horror theme mixed with X-Men characters in that tanked. It was extremely bad. I want you guys remember, I did a review on it and it sucked. Um, now, of course, granted, during the time that we are right now, a lot of people didn't go to the movie theaters, so that could be why it's that it, it suffered. But also, um, just as a movie, it still sucked, right? It still sucked. So it's funny that Kevin Foggy is now making a Mutants again, <laughs> but this time it's going to be with the the MCU and Disney money bag, which should be quite successful, right? Because they already have the blueprint for most of their films, so when they're when they're, I'm not too concerned about this at all, right? And they already got the rights anyway from a lot of these uh, X-Men characters to begin with. For example, some characters come some characters in Wandavision, perhaps. Uh, yeah. So this is gonna be cool. Now, because um, we know that Wolverine's coming, we know that Fantastic Four is coming, uh, we know that. Uh, so probably with X-Men, I'm guessing another uh, cast of uh, Cyclops and different types of maybe a different Storm. Like, like I don't think they're going to get the actors from uh, Century Fox. I think that'd be kind of a bad idea 
but you know uh what is it suicide squad's doing that with their new movie so we'll have to see what's going on sir oh okay colin says the game <laughs> the new game's gonna flop um says new game's gonna flop and i want to and i don't want to spend 60 bucks for a playable movie <laughs> uh, that sounds like the uh this sounds like the Metal Gear Solid movies, right? Or the Metal Gear Solid games, right? Besides Solid 5, it was actually pretty good. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man, um, to finally see X-Men on the MCU side instead of the Century Fox, you know? Because let's, let's just be honest, right? Besides that of Logan, which was great, Logan was great. Um, the Wolverine was also good. Uh, X-Men 2 was cool. X-Men 3 sucked ass. X-Men 1 was not so bad. Um, Days of Future Past was pretty dope not gonna lie phoenix dislike you know it was terrible right so they've been kind of hit and miss when it comes to the x-men uh characters and movies so it's time for disney and marvel mcu to finally you know be at the helm and see how they can dish out these films hopefully we get something good um hopefully they'll learn from century fox so we'll have to see so Oh, let me pause this before they try to copyright me. Aliens Fire Team is a co-op um, PVE shooter coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, Aliens Fire Team, a Left 4 Dead-like three-player co-op shooter, has been announced for release this summer on pretty much all consoles, Xbox One, Series, PS4, PS5, and PC. Developer Cold Iron Studios revealed that the project, which was teased back in 2018, will take place over a multi-mission story campaign similar to in structure to Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood. Once again, comment about Back 4 Blood. It still feels kind of stupid that they would just not make a sequel for Left 4 Dead, but whatever. Uh, Cold Iron co-founder Craig says one of the goals of Aliens Fireteam is to fulfill the Cameron-esque fantasy we saw on the screen into 1984 classic Aliens. Okay. So there was a trailer for Fire Teams. I did not watch it yet. We'll check it out probably after this or during the weekend. Um, it feels like some people might be excited for this. I know like YouTubers like Angry Joe, I know he's going to be hyped for this type of stuff. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a market for it. There's a market for it. Um, I don't really care about multiplayer games, but for the people that like them in today's time, hey, shout out to y'all. Speaking about multiplayer, Battlefield 6 Alpha happening earlier than ever before. Alongside today's news that um, a Need for Speed developer is now assisting uh, delaying the race gaming dice with uh, Battlefield 6. EA has provided more details on this year's highly announced shooter. Uh, we have learned that we might be able to get our hands on the game sooner than later or originally uh, anticipated. It is in, there was a new blog post on EA's website. Uh, Officer Laura said that it is planning to release a trial version. Okay, some type of demo of Battlefield 6 sooner than it ever has before. While Laura didn't commit to a specific window in which this might arrive, she said the game's first Tactical Alpha will roll out as an earlier window. This project is tracking towards the franchise's earliest Alpha. The gameplay is at an unprecedented scale. We are taking full advantage of the technology in the next-gen consoles. 
uh, Laura said of the latest Battlefield title, the team has done an incredible job despite the challenges of working from home. They want to build, wow, can you imagine like a full company working at home building these big games? Well, that's, well, I mean, it's better in an office uh, location, I guess. Uh, says we are taking, yeah, the team has done an incredible job, fight the challenges working from home. We build our position of strength and focus on the opportunity in front of us and set our game makers up for success to deliver the best experience possible to our players this fall. So, uh, Battlefield fans, you guys will be getting Battlefield 6 uh, coming soon on next gen consoles with next gen technology. That should be graphic wise, that should be pretty good. Um, Battlefield, and I, I'm not really a shooter person, like I said, but. If I was to choose a shooter, I'd definitely choose Battlefield because you get that really um, grounded gameplay. You know, the, someone might blow up a wall. Well, now the the gameplay changes because you have to deal with that wall being blown up or something. Like especially back in like Battlefield Four and or, or Battlefield Three and Four, I actually used to play that game. Um, so I don't know. I could try it. We'll see. Oh, okay. Uh, Hard work says, but is it gonna be woke? That's what killed uh, Battlefield 5. I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. More anime news. Uh, Gintama, the final film, earns a franchise record of 1.74 billion yen. Uh, Gintama, the final, the new anime film of the Gintama manga, has sold 1.25 million tickets to earn a franchise record of 1.74 billion yen, about 16.3 million as of Monday. The film's character designer and chief animator, Shinji Takauchi, that sounds so cool, drew the following instructions to celebrate the milestone. All right, that's a really sick movie uh, movie poster right there. Uh, it says the film opened at number one in Japan on January 8th and ended Demon Slayer on um, the movie uh, Mo Mojin Train, 12 executive weekends at the top of the Japanese box office. The film is based on the finale of the original manga combined with new story elements. Okay, so shout out to Gintama. I have not watched the anime. Um, I don't know if I should. I I've heard, like, from what I saw, it looked like a comedy mixed with, like, a little bit of action. But every time I tried to get into it, it was kind of hard, but... You know, shout out to Gintama for actually being successful, you know. All right. All right, so the Golden Globes. Golden Globes uh, 2021, all the TV and movie winners. Um, so the Globes, I think, was this week. I didn't watch it. Um, but they talked about some of the winners that they had. So here's some of the winners. So... Uh, we had Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture. So they had choices. Let's see. They had, uh, okay, Judas and the Black Messiah won that one. Daniel Kakula, uh, Jared Leto, uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see why. Of course, during uh, <laughs> Black History Month, right? Uh, best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role in a Series, Limited Series, or a Motion Picture made for Television. John Baker, Small Axe. Okay, I did not watch that. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, uh, Dan Liv Levi, Jim Parsons, Donald Sherman. Okay, best performance by an actress in television series, musical, comedy. Um, Catherine O'Har. Okay, best motion picture animated, Soul. Okay, Black History Month. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? Uh, best 
performance by an actor in limited series or a motion picture made for TV. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. I know this much is true. I Okay, Mark Ruffalo. Shout out to him. You know what? About Mark Ruffalo, he has a couple of nice, decent, like, kind of small movies that he does on, like, real events that happen in, in the country that are actually quite interesting. Um... Like he did one, there was something that had happened where like uh, some type of company was like making like these really bad um, products uh, like uh, kitchenware and it was like the chemicals were like affecting parts of uh, a town or city. He actually did a movie on that and you know, it was actually not that bad. You know, he also did a movie where he was like in some type of like paper company and I don't know, I forgot the name of it, but he, he's in a lot of movies that he, he likes touching on like serious things that actually happen in the country and doing movies about it, you know. So shout out to Mark Ruffalo, man. He's he's a cool dude. And also our Hulk, MCU Hulk. Uh Brian Cranston, okay, Ethan Hawk. Uh Best Screenplay. Aaron Sulkin. Have no idea what that is. Uh Jack Fincher. Okay, though I don't I don't recognize any of that. Uh Best Performance by an actress in a television series drama. Emma Corrin to Crown. I think that's on Netflix. Uh, Lauren, Laura, Lenny, Ozark. Ozark was a dope show. Uh, let's see. The Crown again. Olivia Coleman. The Crown. Okay. Best original song. Let's see. Who won? Uh, scene from Life Ahead. I don't know. Uh, hear my voice. Okay. Fight for you. Okay. Bye. Fight for you. Didn't win. Uh, okay. Uh, best original score. Motion picture. Soul. Okay. Uh, best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, and comedy. Jason Led Lasso. Okay. What else? Best TV series. Musical comedy Skits Creek. Best performance by an actress in motion picture. Uh, Rosamund Pike. I care a lot. Okay. Best performance by an actor. Drama. The Crown again. Then Better Call Saul was not. I don't know. I didn't really like it. Uh, let's see, best motion picture, foreign language, Minari, best television series drama, The Crown. The Mandalorian's not really a drama. I don't know why that's in there. Uh, let's see, best performance, okay, Joey Foster. Oh, there you go. The Mandalorian. Oh, no, well, that's something else. Never mind. Let's see. You said Better Call Saul was good. Oh, I probably should have gave it, well... How many episodes does it does it take for it to get good? Because I think I watched season one. And I was kind of bored. Uh, best performance by an actress in supporting role, series, limited series, motion picture, made for television. Gillian Anderson, The Crown. Yeah. See, slow burn. See, that's my problem. I wasn't patient, Hunter. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, best performance by actress, limited series. Okay. Anna Taylor, The Queen's Bandit. Okay. That's that... Um, that chess show on Netflix. I actually was watching it. It's not that bad. Best television limited series or motion picture made for television. Queen's Bandit once again. All right. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Ah, Chadwick Boseman. It's gone. Hey, yo, man, where you been? Soul brother number two. What up? Hey, yo, where you been? Jesus. Like, I haven't seen you in a chat in like since last year. Uh... Best Director, Motion Picture. Let's see. Chloe. Okay. Best Motion Picture, Musical. Man, this shit's... I'm glad I didn't watch this shit. <laughs> Best... Okay. I don't really care about that one. 
Best, okay. Best motion picture drama. Man, wait, really? That sucked. <laughs> that sucked. So Mandalorian already only came in once? That kind of sucked. Dane, what's going on? Uh, Disney Plus live action Pinocchio cast Joseph Gordon uh, Levitt and more. Oh, been been practicing my cloud watching uh, skills. So okay, so you're 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 uh, working on your uh, your cloud jutsu, uh, Ao. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. All right, so live action Pinocchio remake for Disney Plus continues to fill out its cast. Uh, Cynthia uh, Evro will play the role of the Blue Fairy for the film. Per the rap, um, Joseph Gordon was also announced to voice the voice of. Jim Lee Cricket and Pinocchio's Rise-Cracking Companion. Other of casting news includes uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Honest Joe, the Swindling Fox antagonist, and Lauren Bracco as Sophia the Seagull, a new character that did not appear in the Disney's 1940 original animated film. So I didn't know that they, they were going to do a live-action Pinocchio. <sighs> I thought maybe a live-action... like Because I heard about the live-action uh, Hercules, which I think would be a great idea. Um, but who's asking for a live-action Pinocchio? I don't know. They're also going to do a live-action <laughs> Little Mermaid. So Disney Plus is just trying to, like, you know, reinvent everything and make everything live-action. But, you know, shout-out to, you know, Joseph Gordon for getting the Disney bag. You know, he's going to get a lot of money, I bet. Look at Aladdin. Look how look how big Aladdin sold, right? Uh, Open-world, third-person, Dungeons & Dragons RPG in development. Uh, Hidden Path Entertainment, the studio that worked with Valve to develop Counter-Strike. Um, Counter-Strike is actually pretty popular till this day. It's working on a AAA third-person open-world fantasy RPG. will be taking place inside the Dungeons & Dragons franchise. Hidden Path shared the news on Twitter by calling out for potential graphic programmers, lead graphic programmers, and senior technical artists and writers to apply to join the team and work on this project. Uh, by looking at the job uh, descriptions, it appears that though this Dungeon Dragons project will be built in Unreal Engine 4, Hidden Path is also looking for those experience in console technology, hinting at release beyond PC, a writer who has uh, narrative branching skills and experience with assembly, cast, and more. So, um, third person, third person Dungeon and Dragons RPG. Okay, I mean, well. All, all I'm going to say is, until they release a trailer, I always say this, then I'll judge. For now, I can't say shit. Now, this one. This one was, uh, yeah, I got hyped for this one. <laughs> I got super hyped. You know, Virtua Fighter. I always, I always talk about Virtua Fighter, right? So Virtua Fighter, uh, Sega will likely reveal the future of Virtua Fighter at the next Japan Fighting Game Publisher Roundtable. Well, we should finally find out what the esports announcement was about. So the fighting game uh, publisher Roundtable is providing the FGC with a number of interesting behind-the-scenes insights into how they favor titles are being made. But one of the most exciting bits of info from the most recent meetup involves one developer who wasn't even present for the event. Uh, Bandai Namco, Naiwa Yosuda. I love that name. Uh, revealed that towards the end of the stream that Sega is apparently on board to come on a future roundtable to talk about what they're working on for Virtual Fighter right now. Yasuda talked to Sega 
and then down to come on and said, uh, Joina translating the Bandai Namco uh, producer's message. Now it's not the right time, but maybe next time we'll have Sega on here discussing another 3D game. So, uh, since no further explanation was given uh, to Sega's potential involvement, but many assume that it's probably tied to Virtua Fighter or esports teaser the developer put out during the Tokyo Game Show last year. Uh, Virtual Fighter, the world's first 3D fighting game in 1993. I was actually three, year old, uh, three years old back then. And Young Sof was actually never born. <laughs> uh, will be uh, rebooted um, first in Japan to celebrate the Sega 60th anniversary. Stay tuned for more news on this one. Uh, reads the Sega tweet from uh, September. So, yeah, man. I'm ready. See, Virtual Fighter 4, right? Which was on, I think, the PS3. Super fun, right? Then they had Virtual Fighter 5. Also super fun, man. Virtual Fighter was dope, right? I used to use, I like, there was a... I, I loved um, Jackie Bryant. He was fucking dope. He was fun as hell. Uh, you had Cage, uh, Akira. You had all types of cool characters on there, man. Um, it kind of looks like, it was like the next, it was basically like a Tekken or a Dead or Alive or, you know, a Soul Calibur. It was competing with those games and it was pretty fun, man. Um, I remember they had like a Q-Mint mode, arcade mode, you know, all types of different modes. Fun. A lot of characters, different type of, uh, styles of combat. I mean, it was fun times, man. So I hope it comes. I hope it comes to, to next gen. I really do. Uh, PlayStation announces, uh, Doom 3. VR edition and five more uh, PC VR games. So, uh, PlayStation put focus on its VR platform again this week with a new uh, PS VR spotlight where we saw uh, Doom 3 uh, VR edition, five more VR games announced. In addition to the new version of Doom 3 experience, uh, the VR users can also look forward to games including After Fall, Zenith, I Expect You to Die 2, The Spy and the Liar. Fract and Song in the Smoke when they release later this year. So like I said, I still think VR is a, a gimmick, so I don't really care for it. But for the people that do care, hey, you got a new game, so good, good for y'all. It's still too gimmicky for me, so I'm just gonna stay the fuck away. But shout out to you, who actually want to put helmets on your heads and play games. Alright? Alright. So, uh, Teria, now coming to Stadia after co-creator, has Google accounts restored and is also updated. So, updated on March 1st, Teria will be coming to uh, Teria will co be coming to Stadia. After all, the game's co-creator had access to their Google accounts restored in an update on the Teria form. It says, as you may have noticed, we had a ton of issues to kick off this year's stemming from the locking down of co-creator Andrew Spink, entire Google account in early January after a month of pub pushing, uh, Google finally reached out and was able to provide a lot of transparency around the situation and to restore access to all our accounts due to the hard work uh, the Stadia team has put in, as well as our partners at 505 Games. We have decided that we will allow upcoming launch of Terria on Google Stadia to proceed. Till this day, I don't know anyone who's using the Stadia platform. Um, I still don't understand why it's even why it's even a thing, um, but whatever. I don't know. I, I don't. I've never met anyone 
talk about the Stadia and say, oh my God, it's an awesome platform. Nope, never heard of it. So I, I still understand why it's still, why it exists, but whatever. Options, I guess, for gamers, I guess, you know, fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah, Maleficent was on, uh, yeah, I actually did watch, it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, cool, I'm, yeah, I'm with you, I, I don't understand it, like, what am I supposed to do with this? If you have a PC, or you have a, one of the consoles, you're pretty much okay, you know? So, volume success continues, passing 5 million copies sold, and also updated. Updated, it shouldn't feel inedible that early access survival game will pass another million copies sold within the space of a week. But in the case of Valheim, it just does now. The game has now sold 5 million copies in four weeks on sale. Uh, Coffee Stain added that it's now been played for a combined 15,000 years and is the 39th best reviewed game on Steam and has been watched for 35 million hours on Steam. Can you imagine 35 million watch hours? Yeah, that's a lot. So there's some, I haven't I haven't played this game yet. I don't know why it's so big. Um, I might have to check some reviews on it. There have been some sales on it on Steam like crazy, so I might have to check it out. Um, but yeah, 15 million hours. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, so I'm pretty sure there's tons of people uh, also streaming on Twitch and stuff like that, YouTube. Um, no surprise there. Um, but it's doing big. Can't hate success, man. Can't hate it. Can't, I cannot hate on it at all. Um, next up, we have uh, Dwayne Johnson's uh, Black Adam movie will finally begin filming according to the publisher, the producer, sorry. So let's see, it says producer uh, Raheem Garcia, who co-runs Stephen Buck's productions with Dwayne Johnson, spoke with uh, comicbook.com about where Black Adam currently stands on the creative process. Turns out the principal uh, photography is only weeks away from kicking off. It says we're getting started soon. Uh, you know, actually, we've been filming in April. We'll be in Georgia, uh, home away from home. We're really excited. Man, we have everything is ramped up. We're so fired up for this. So that's good to hear. So um, from what I remember, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, the plan was to release Black Adam and then have Shazam Jam 2 to also feature Black Adam so they could like fight it off which would be really awesome um, I know we've been hyping up Black Adam for a while um, this is the official Dwayne Johnson exclusive right this is his first time actually being a superhero superhero having his own film um, he fits everything uh, about this movie um, if you guys remember Shazam 1 was, was actually not a bad film it just didn't really sell well. It sold, I don't know, right now it might be at 400 million, but box office wasn't too high for uh, Shazam 1. Um, but Dran Johnson, we can see what, let's see what he has to do. Hopefully it's not gonna be like uh, Green Lantern's uh, Ryan Reynolds. Hopefully it's gonna be like Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, you know? So we'll see how Black Adam does, but it's gonna be cool to see him on screen, right? And um, what I'm also curious about, because this is DC, this actually might be another HBO Max exclusive as well. Because remember, with Lasso 1984, they put it on HBO Max and also on theater. So we might see it, you might have the option to see it on both formats. So if we, dude, if we're able to get this on HBO Max, I will definitely do a watch party of this, for sure. But um, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to, I can't wait to uh, review it and just see how it is. I, I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping it does 
even better than Shazam 1. You know, so we'll see. We'll see when we get the first trailer. We'll check it out and we'll just have to see for ourselves. All right, dude, there's a lot of manga news this week. Jujutsu Kaisen Manga Volume 15 gets an initial run of 1.5 million. And shout out to Jujutsu Kaisen, man. I, I'm, I've been, been pretty consistent with it when it comes to the anime. Um, it's good, man. Now, does it deserve a game? I don't know how you would do a game like Jujutsu Kaisen because so far, if they make a video game of this, I think it would they would probably go with the uh, One Punch Man route or the Hero Academia route, which we don't want because those games kind of sucked. Um, maybe they could do a Dragon Ball Z Fighter route and you know Marvel vs. Capcom type thing. Shit. I could even take a Street Fighter V format. I'd take that any day, but I don't want... Don't give us a Hero Academia format or a... Uh, I don't want that shit. Like, Oh yeah, or it'd be like the Demon Slayer game, which I can't wait for that to come out too. So, uh, reported on Tuesday, the 15th compiled book volume of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen manga will have about 1.5 million copies in its initial run. The first time any of the manga's volumes have had more than 1 million copies in its initial run. The volume will ship on Thursday. Very sick cover. Very sick cover. I've, I've, I have been tempted to get the manga. Just because a lot of you guys have been saying the manga's dope. So the manga is dope. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I've been tempted to um, to try to read it. I've been tempted. So let's see. It says uh, the manga's number of copies in circulation will rise over uh, 420% in the first five months since the premiere of the anime adaptation last October. The circulation will rise about 16 million copies in less than two months. The manga had, let's see, look at the numbers. Uh, 8.5 million in early October, 10 million in October 29th, and then it went to 15 million on December. Then it went another 5 million in January, then 25 million in January, the end, and then 30 million on February 9th. So it's been increasing. You're getting like a 5 million increments every time uh, throughout the month. So um, Kaizen is doing great. Like I said, man, and they're, they're gonna make a game of this, so it's it's getting that success, right? So we may see, like I said, um, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man may become an anime, and that would be dope. I'm just glad to see different series becoming good. I'm, I'm just glad to see something different from you know our One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto stuff. So that's why when I got into Black Clover, I just I just went right in because like okay, dope. Let me check it out. So the Mandalorian star wants a young. Bo Katan series, right? Um, so of course, uh, Bo Katan was in The Mandalorian. Um, of course, and they're saying that she doesn't really necessarily require her own spinoff, but it looks like they said in an interview it's an interesting thing because I love Bo and I selfishly, as the performer that gets to play her, I'm like, sure, let's do this. Shared with uh, comicbook.com in support of the WinterCon when asked about Bo Katan getting her own series, but at the same time, Bo fits very beautifully in the Mando world. That's not to say that she couldn't um, have shown up in these other things, but she fits pretty well as this character that is in the world right now. It would not just be selfish of me to want more. She also added, I will say that if there were going to do something like that and not take myself out of it, but I would love to see early Bo, which not enough Botox in the world to make me take me back there. Okay. Um, so once again, 
is it needed? Do people want to see a Bo-Katan series? Uh, I mean, I don't know. This is, this goes back to milking series. I don't need to be milked type thing. And of course, if she gets her own show, she gets the bag. So why would she not say that, you know? Every character, every side role character in a movie who's, you know, as an actor, wants to get their own series because it's your name's in front of the series. Uh, your name's in front of the movie poster or TV poster, whatever it is. So, yeah, I'm not really shocked that you as a side character would want your own series, okay? I'm not shocked at all, damn it. They need something to replace the, oh, yeah, yeah, the Gino uh, Carino show that they were planning. Right, right, right. True. And like I said, once again, good character. Got ruined. All right. Netflix reunites original Wu Assassins. Not Wu-Tang. Wu Assassins. Cast for a standalone movie. Wu Assassins, the 2019 Netflix action series about a chef who gains mystical abilities and battles criminal warlords, is getting a standalone film titled Fistful of Violence. Yeah, that's a very cringy uh, movie title. Uh, the Wu Assassin cast from the 10-episode TV run will return and star uh, Wu Assassin's Fistful of Vengeance, as reported by Deadline. The Aiku returns as... Kaijin, I love I love these Asian names. Uh, who was transformed from his life in Chinatown and France, uh, San Francisco, to be the last Wu assassin? Jin, uh, charged with seeking and recovering the supernatural powers of Earth, Fire, Captain Planet, Metal, and Water and Wood from the Five Wu Lords. All right, so he's getting a standalone film. Um, <laughs> I did. I tried watching the show. Okay, I tried. It was hard and difficult, so I left it alone. <laughs> really, Liam? Let's not go there. But <laughs> you got a point. It does kind of sound awkward. <laughs> um, but hey, for the people that care for, you know, Wu Assassin, you know, well, guess what? He's getting a single um, nine, 90 minute uh, film. Netflix has been going to work, man. Netflix has been going to work, it seems. They're, they're, they're really going to work. And also, so is Amazon. You're right. Amazon too is going to be going to try and put their work in. So sadly, you know, sadly enough, I haven't heard much about Hulu. Hulu's been kind of quiet, it seems. <laughs> when it comes to what I see on these outer calls, I'm seeing a lot of stuff from HBO Max, right? With the DC content. You then you got Amazon just trying to do their thing, right? With today, with Come to America. And then you got Netflix. We're trying to bring in some more anime. Where's Hulu at? <laughs> like, I haven't heard anything about Hulu. Hulu has just been so silent. But let's keep going. All right, so Marvel's secret invasion character descriptions emerge. Uh, Marvel Studios' secret invasion series might bring some new faces to the MCU, joining, of course, Samuel L. Jackson as Fury and Talos, uh, Ben Mendelsohn. All right, uh, the new report surfaced showing that two series regulars will be added to the upcoming um, Marvel Studios' Disney Plus show, notably an older male antagonist for the show and a middle-aged woman. Okay, so we're getting a Windows XP antagonist, basically. Thank you for confirming that. Uh, who will share many scenes with Nick Fury, according to Eliminerdy? Uh, the, the Windows XP antagonist will be within the age range of 50 to 60, whereas the woman character is age 40 to 50. Okay, they're both Windows XP. Uh, both roles are unnamed and no further character's details were provided. Okay. And it's funny that we're talking there, you know, it's funny that we go to this show and it's funny because we we got we got to talk about WandaVision just for a little bit man okay so i told you guys in the discord 
that um, I will be doing a review of the WandaVision since the finale was today. Um, I'm not going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to give you guys some time to watch it. It's only 10 episodes. It's not going to take you long at all. Uh, but I'm going to do it in like in a week's time. Might do it next week even. And for that review, um, I'm trying to do a call to action. For the guys who are, for comic book guys, man, I, I'm going to need your help on that one. So I'll probably do a, a call in or panel thing for that. And for people who are kind of like into, if you've seen the movie, you can definitely join um, the, uh, the stream. But for comic book guys specifically, I need a comic book guy for that review. Because I want, because I I'm not I'm not going to be able to translate the comic books from WandaVision like uh, Blurred Without Fear might be able to. Shout out to Blurred Without Fear, right? Um, so if you have any comic book guys, I don't know if Lawrence, because um, I know Lawrence is, is a comic book head, he might be able to help me on that. But yeah, we're going to be talking about that because I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about this kind of stuff in the review. I don't want to spoil it. All right. Uh, what did, uh, Paul G, what's going on? Oh, okay, cool. And you said Disney bought Hulu? Damn. Well, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they don't really advertise that hard. They, they really don't. Uh, Dane says Netflix makes, um, $950 million per month. Wow. $11 billion per year. They got the bank to make content. Yeah, they do. And, you know, especially during now, a lot of actors are just going towards the streaming services because it's easier to make movies. It's easier to get deals with them. Um, Justice League investigator Warner Media dispute Ray Fisher allegations against Walter Hamada. Let me get some miracle water. Because I'm being long-winded. Warner Media and Justice League investigator Catherine Forrest has disputed Ray Fisher's recent allegations against DC Films President Walter Hamada. Uh, Ray Fisher, cyborg, uh, treated these allegations against Hamada, saying he tried to destroy a black man's credibility and tried to interfere with the investigation. Uh, do you all remember the time Walter Hamada and W Pictures tried to destroy a black man's credibility and publicly um, delegalize a very serious investigation with lies in the press? But hey, black Superman. Damn. Uh, it says Warner Media responded by saying that following, following an extensive and thorough third-party investigation, there was no interference found whatsoever. Uh, quote, once again, there are false statements being made by our executives and our company surrounding the recent Justice League investigation, Warner Media said. As we have stated before, an extensive and thorough third-party investigation was conducted. Our executives, including Walter Hamada, fully cooperated no other evidence was found of any interference whatsoever Warner Bros did not lie in the press it's time to stop saying otherwise and move forward productively okay Ray Fisher's been getting into some drama man he's definitely getting into some drama it says I am disappointed by continued public statements made suggesting that Walter Almada in any way interfered with Justice League investigation he did not for I said, I interviewed him extensively on more than one occasion and specifically interviewed him concerning his very limited interaction with Mr. Fisher. I found Mr. Hamada credible and forthcoming, he says. To the contrary, the info has that he provided was useful and advanced the investigation. Man, Fisher, man, jeez. <laughs> he's, 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 been, he's been doing this for a while. Uh, I feel bad for the brother. You know, he didn't get his shine in Justice League. 
um and everything it looks like he has some bad experiences but hopefully you know he moves on because you know this can't hurt him in getting future roles in hollywood tv and all that stuff um you know hollywood is pretty there's they, they don't really like redeeming people a lot we've seen what happened to gina carino um I, I hope he stays away from this stuff so he can just focus on his career but we'll see all right let's talk about balls <laughs> dragon balls that is so how strong are dragon balls new dragon balls right um so uh dragon ball uh the dragon ball super manga i i don't read it you guys know i don't read it but they have a little article about the dragon balls uh it seems to be like a new chapter where there's new villains and there will be some new dragon balls coming to the scene and basically they're saying that you know these new dragon balls pause of course <laughs> could be stronger than these other balls i know too many balls god damn it yeah pause let me stop all right no more ball jokes all right so, uh, the new arc called the uh, Gron Granola, okay, wow, Granola, yummy. The Survivor Story arc has dropped a game changer. New reveal about the Namekin race. They come from a different dimension. When the Namekins came to Universe 7, they didn't all go to planet name. And those that settled elsewhere produced their own set of Dragon Balls. Now the Dragon Ball fandom is in a serious debate about what ha having new Dragon Balls in the universe means for the series and for the mystical archetypes are artifacts themselves the first of these new dragon balls are a pair found on granola's planet cereal oh god really oh yeah i keep forgetting this is like you know like vegeta was like vegetable yeah okay whatever in our product of the bounty hunters namekin roommate granola's gathers gathers the dragon balls and summons a new internal dragon really Tarambo, toronto anyone okay to make a uh, pivotal wish to be the greatest warrior in the universe so yes it'll be a very good time to start asking okay so i guess well this actually goes to the the anime panel where we we're talking about thing there will be a dragon ball super continuation it seems if they're gonna follow with the manga so we're gonna see dragon ball super again and this granola character uh, i guess we'll be uh we'll be seeing but uh for the people that are reading the dragon ball super manga um what do y'all think about this but i'll guess i'll have to wait till i see the anime so i guess that's our granola character kind of looks like trunks in a way <laughs> kind of looks like trunks all right interesting all right more live action live action roni kenshin the beginning film as three more cast members uh, the official website for the two uh, final chapter films in live action uh, series based on uh, roni kenshin manga Revealed three new cast members for the film on Tuesday. Three characters will appear in the Ronin Kenshin The Beginning, the second film in the series, when Kenshin relates a story about his past. Oh, here we go. Ishi Takahashi. So cool. Katara Katara wait, Katsura Kogoro. And Ashin Shishi. Wow. Cool. Rebel from the uh Shoshu Domai. Whose story is tied with the emergence of the Batosai. Ah, cool names. Uh, let's see. It says Nero Murakami as Okita Suji, the young but brilliant swordsman, captain of the first unit of the Shinigigumi uh, paramilitary uh, police. Uh, let's see what else. And we got uh, Masanobu 
Ando, man, these names are so cool. As Takashugi Shin Shinsaku. Okay, Kasura's comrade and fellow Shishi. All right, and we got a really epic poster here. I haven't seen the two films. I haven't seen the first one. I'm definitely gonna um try to watch the live action Ronin Kenshin. I've heard a lot of good things from uh, fellow uh, fans. Um, that is this apparently this is one of the best live action um, anime movies that has been created of course like I said before Blade of the Immortal was a really good live action if you haven't seen it I definitely recommend you check it out really good um, anime movie um, and also I've been told that to watch Bleach well, I'll try to watch that one um, Dark Death Note I didn't like once again I told you guys that but yeah I'll definitely check out um, the Ronin Kenshin because I've heard a lot of good things about it and then they made that stupid. I told you they made that stupid. Uh, um, what is it? Uh, Full Metal Alchemist movie, and they're also making. I told you guys before the live action Yu Yu Hakusho will be coming. I don't know. I know. I don't know if it's coming out this year, but when it's coming out, we're definitely gonna watch it and laugh. So, yeah, definitely look out for that. Uh, say, uh, Dane. Uh, what? Hard work says uh, Zach uh, Snyder wanted a solo movie for each one of them, aside from Justice League. Okay, I can see that. Uh, Dane says, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Imagine Boo comes from Disney's Cinderella, the Godmother spell casting words. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. So, Ant Man 3, rapper T.I. will not be returning for the Marvel sequel. Boo hoo! As if we actually cared. <laughs> okay? Because T.I. being in a Marvel movie just doesn't make fucking sense. And also, he was in a Monster Hunter just randomly and died. Spoiler, but who cares because you're not gonna watch the movie, but yeah um, T.I. will probably not be returning for the third installment of um, Ant-Man's franchise Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Quantum Mania according to the Hollywood Reporter the rapper turned actor turned bad actor uh, Is not included on the cast list for the upcoming uh, Ant-Man sequel which stars Paul Rudd as Scott Lang together with uh, Lely as Hope Van Dien Mike Douglas as Frank Pine and Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet. And of course, our uh, comedy, Michael Pena. Dude, Ma Michael Pena is funny as hell. <laughs> He's funny. I didn't know he was that funny until I saw him in Ant Man. So, um, T.I. and his wife are currently facing accusations of sexual abuse from a number of women, as well as other serious, uh, uh, serious allegations of forced ingestion of. Uh, illegal narcotics while wow. kidnapping, false imprisonment uh, and also another all types of bullshit. They have both strongly denied their claims, calling the allegations baseless. Okay, so because of this, now you ruined your Disney bag. Good job, T.I. You know, you, I'm sure you were enjoying that nice Ant-Man Disney bag but now you ruined it for yourself and yeah. But it's not like we cared because your character was useless in the Ant-Man. All right, Xbox marketing boss says nothing coming soon on major game announcement events. At the rumors that um, Eden Ring, which is a new game coming, would be shown at the Xbox event this month, Xbox marketing boss Aaron Greenberg has said he that there is nothing coming soon with regards to Xbox events that could feature game game announcements or world premieres like this. Uh, Greenberg made the comments on Twitter. 
Uh, he says, just to set some expectations, this is not happening. There are always things we have in the works, but nothing coming soon that would feature some game announcements or world premieres like this. Okay. So Elden Ring is supposed to be some type of like, maybe Dark Souls style type of game or something like that. Um, no gameplay, but from what I've seen, it looks, well, it might be pretty interesting, but we'll have to see. Um, about that. Um, once again, Xbox has to do a better job in this generation. You, you can't just keep releasing consoles year after year and expect something good to happen from it. You have to make those games. So, um, once again, they have to do better. And then we have PlayStation over here who's apparently putting their games to PC, which is also an L for them. So, you know, we I used to give the credit to PlayStation. Oh, well, they had their own exclusive. Well, now they're trying to do what Xbox is doing and added to PC. Of course, as a PC gamer, I benefit anyway. <laughs> but, you know, um, to this day, I still don't think, I don't know the reason why anyone would own an Xbox unless you bleed green or you dislike the color black and green. All right. All right. Uh, next, we got The Boys. Superhero college spinoff characters description surface. So there's been some new casting descriptions uh, for the college set spinoff of The Boys. Now, I have not watched The Boys yet. I plan to. I plan to. Uh, the Illuminati revealed casting breakdowns for the, lead, the, le the leads of the upcoming boy spinoff series, which will take place at a university for future superheroes. The show will be a darker version of the X-Men or My Hero Academia, mixing a realistic um, portrayal of the college experience with the dark superhero satire that the boys is known for. Okay, so I don't know why they're... This is basically sounds like a prequel to me. You know, I heard good things about the boys, so I thought maybe a sequel would be in place. I'm not sure why they're going backwards with a prequel college show. You know, I don't understand that. Um, but I will be watching the boys soon because I've heard good things about it. All right. Oh, okay. We, we saw that one. Okay, saw that one too. All right. All right. So, uh, Wolverine fans start petitioning to get letter Kenny's Jared Kiso for the role so Marvel Studios is the new home for X-Men like we said um, on the big and small screen after Disney officially acquired uh, Century Fox and no plans have been officially announced about what they intend to do fans have an idea of the direction they should go among the many crown jewels that Marvel has in the Xbox I mean in the X-Men fold is iconic character Wolverine uh, played on the big screen by Hugh Jackman Yes, Hugh Jackman was a great um, Wolverine, but were all his films good? No. All right. Logan was great. The Wolverine was great. Um, Wolverine Origins? Yeah, it sucked. All right. It sucked extremely. It was really bad. But Wolverine and Logan were pretty good. The Logan being the best. Logan was awesome. All right. Uh, for among two decades. Yeah, he was Wolverine for two decades. Um, the studio will have a big challenge ahead of them when they eventually decide to recast the part and Marvel fans are lobbying for a surprising person to take on the lead, which is Jared Kiso, best known for creating and writing and starring in the TV series Letter Kenny, with appearances in Smallville, Godzilla along the way. A petition to get Kiso the role has popped up online as of this writing has over 2,500 signatures. This 
reasons for why he deserves it are a Substink and arguable with the petition's descriptive reading. In part, watching a single episode of this show, Letter Kenny, fully establishes how Mr. Queso would be the perfect casting choice for Wolverine. He is also Canadian. <laughs> okay. So because he's Canadian, he should be Wolverine. All right. At 5'10", okay, yes, he has the height. Already has years of experience playing a smoky tough guy. Already in damn good shape. Honestly, it could work. He... he uh, certainly has a following in some spaces around the internet already, especially well-known in Canada. Hey, Wolverine's native land. Not that the studio has ever made a promise of casting a Canadian in part, but this would at least put it a hair closer to what his origins are supposed to be. Okay, come on, guys. Really? <laughs> it doesn't matter if... How are they going to know? You're not going to know if the actor's Canadian or not unless you look him up. That shouldn't really matter. The him being a Canadian shouldn't really matter. Um, I could see, okay, if you think, you know, wishful thinking, I guess, but I don't think that really matters, you know, um, where he's from, as long as he plays the role well, um, you know, I don't think, well, he's not Canadian, he can't be the Wolverine, like, uh, I don't know about that, but fair enough, yes, Disney does have a new chance to make Wolverine a big thing, right, just how... Hugh Jackman was with Wolverine. This is a really good opportunity for Marvel um, to really deliver us a different type of Wolverine too, not just the one we've seen from before. We need a new take, we need a new angle. I'm sure there's tons of different comics and storylines you can get from Wolverine. Paul G says Wolverine is 5'3". Oh wow, he is short. <laughs> True, and then Hugh Jackman was like six foot one or two or something like that, he was tall. But yeah, man, I'm, I can't wait for another Wolverine. But yeah, Logan was really good. Like, you're going to have to do at the same level or even better than um, Logan. So there's that. Um, well, let me drink some Miracle Water real quick. And be sure to like the video, people, if you're just coming in. So Obi-Wan Kenobi, Disney Plus series, cast a Game of Thrones actress uh indra varma upcoming um disney plus show uh, based on kenobi will continue to grow its assembly uh varma has been cast in the upcoming star wars series as reported by deadline and confirmed by verity she will appear the opposite um evan mcguire and hayden christensen who will be reprising their role really what okay okay so hayden's gonna be dark vader i did not know that wow Cool. I actually did like, I did like Hayden actually from the Reg of the Sith, like I've said a thousand, a thousand times. Uh, details on Varma's character are still under wraps as they are those of the series, narrative in general. The story will pick up 10 years after events of, after events of Revenge of the Sith. McGuire made an appearance at the Disney Investor Day in uh, December and teased that he and Hayden will also have another swing at it each other during the series. Wow, cool. The series is planned as a one standalone season. Uh, Deborah Cow, a frequent director on The Mandalorian, will helm the project filming to set to begin this month. Okay. That should be interesting. That's going to be dope because I think there's a couple comic books based on um, Darth Vader alone. Like him, like his first time after becoming Darth Vader. So that's going to be kind of cool. Now... 
if it's gonna be like Mandalorian, I guess we're only gonna get it like maybe ten episodes or something, maybe like twenty minutes, because Mandalorian the episodes are so small compared to that of the last season of WandaVision, which was actually a full hour. Thank you, Disney. I mean, you should have been giving us hour shows before, but you, you just had to wait to the final season. But whatever. Um, okay, Nickelodeon. People who still watch Nickelodeon out there, I don't know. Maybe you have some kids or something. Um, or some nephews, cousins, I don't know. So Nickelodeon, Green Lights, SpongeBob, spin, uh, SquarePants spinoff, the uh, Patrick Star Show. Wow. Who would have known that Patrick would have got his own show? It took him almost forever to get one. Uh, the popular Nickelodeon's uh, SpongeBob SquarePants series is expanding once again as the network has given the official green light to the Patrick Star Show. The show had uh, been reportedly uh, been reported in uh, development, but now Patrick is finally getting his spotlight with 13 episodes hitting this summer. It will be produced by Nickelodeon Animation Studio. The Patrick Star Show is a family-style sitcom featuring Patrick and the rest of his family as they navigate the frequent disruptions caused by Patrick's wild hymns. Okay. So, eh, uh, it's still amazing to see that SpongeBob is still in the game. Yeah, I thought it ended too, but I guess they want to continue it with Patrick getting his own show. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess good for youngsters? Uh, I don't know. I mean, back in the day, you know, of course, SpongeBob was my generation. Um, it was enjoyable. But, uh, yeah, most of us have grown out of that. So this must be for the next generation, I guess. Perhaps. Yeah, we'll see. Um, new Need for Speed de delayed to focus on next Battlefield EA confirms. Okay, yeah, we actually talked about this before. Um, so uh, they were actually we actually already talked about this. So the Battlefield Six um, demo will be I think happening soon. Like they said in the article, they're going to be using uh, next gen technology to make it better. So uh, I think that's what this is kind of linking to. And honestly, who needs a new Need for Speed anyway? So it says the game is currently uh, untitled. It's expected to release this fall on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. It seems DICE needed some extra help getting the game ready for that release, according to the new report from Polygon. EA insists that uh, uh, Creaton Games will return to the development of its Need for Speed title next year, 2022. So, okay, they're going to focus on Battlefield 6, and then next year uh, they'll focus on that of Need for Speed. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Need for Speed is kind of... I want to try that new Forza game on PC when that comes out. Like, Forza 4, I want to try that out. There's a lot of Need for Speed games. A lot of them didn't do too well, but, yeah, that's all right. We'll see. Maybe they'll do better. All right. And then we have Tom Jerry beats um, standard, the uh, uh, zombie virus standard, with that of a $13.7 million U.S. opening. Uh, so Tommy and Jerry earned the second best film opening of the zombie uh pandemic following its release in theaters on february 26th on hbo max so it was available on hbo max of course it's not my thing i'm sure this is for like kids uh, so i didn't bother to watch it uh, warner media film bought in 13.7 million across almost uh 2500 theaters during its opening weekend landing just behind the 16.4 million brought by wanda well lasso uh, 1984 opening weekend according to deadline uh tommy and jerry grossed 38.8 million 
uh, opening weekend also beat the 9.7 million earned by uh, Crowds, the new age. Okay, well, shout out to Tom and Jerry. Like I said, not my demographic, but I'm sure um, the kids definitely did enjoy it. Also, IGN had a fan fest um, like on the last week of February, and they had some announcements um, from the uh, Shadow and Bone to the Snyder Cut. Uh, so Snyder, Snyder, uh, Zack Snyder reveals over two dozen new details about the Justice League Snyder Cut. And it had a couple little clips that I, I didn't watch, so I didn't want to really spoil myself. I kind of wanted, just wanted to wait till the actual Snyder Cut comes out before I started looking into stuff. So I'm just going to wait. I'm not even going to watch any of the little trailers they put out. I'm just going to watch the movie, okay? Because um, like we said, all we know, what we know from the Snyder Cut is what? They're going to add like an hour of content or maybe hours of a couple minutes of content. I don't need a trailer about it, all right? I don't need a damn trailer because the last trailer we saw, at least the one I saw before any of this fan fest, they just took clips from the original Justice League, all right? So uh, what else they get? They got the sneak peek at the upcoming um, DC animated movie, Justice Society, World War II. Um, they got some clips from The Flash season seven. I don't care about The Flash at all. Uh, this is a new and exclusive gameplay trailer for Boundary, a multiplayer taction first Tactical first-person shooter based in space. Wow, that might be cool. Was dropped during the fan fest due to launch um, this year. Puts players in a suit of a astropoder, okay, and pits teams against each other in low gravity environments. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got a new look at the Breath Edge gameplay released, announced with exclusive trailer. Um, this is due to launch on Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and released on April 6th, so next month. Colin, that, that's the point. We don't need any more coverage on Snyder Cut, okay? Just release the movie, all right? Like, there, there's really no point releasing all this coverage. Like, we know what it's about for the most part, all right? Uh, let's see, what else? Dude, so, yes, uh, Mark Miller explains the motivation behind Jupiter's legacy. I'm going to be checking this out because this will be on Netflix. I will definitely um, check this out Um Jupiter Legacy launches on Netflix March 7th. So that's actually, uh, what is that? Uh, Monday? Oh, Sunday. Yeah. So I'm going to be checking out Jupiter Legacy. Um, it looks cool based on a comic. So um, I'm hoping to see some interesting stuff in that show. Um, oh, yeah. And also uh, Tom Holland's Chaos Walking. Um, he's in a uh, upcoming uh, sci-fi adventure movie. Uh, so he's going to be uh, in a new movie. So we should check him out in that one. Hopefully he does well. It is weird to see uh, Tom Holland in other movies when he's not Spider-Man. I'll be honest, it's weird seeing him in other movies. Um, what else? We got a new look at game gameplay from upcoming survival MMO the day before. Also coming out. So also we got the uh, more Batman Beyond is the possibilities if fans ask for it. In response to a fan's query about the future of Batman Beyond after a table to read at IGN FanFest, uh, casting director Andrea Romano said it will depend on the fans asking, encouraging fans to express interest in Batman Beyond projects to show Warner Bros. it's what they want. The cast also performed a live table read of the season three, episode five of Batman Beyond and discuss their favorite episodes from the series. So they're actually telling fans, hey, you want this stuff? 
you got to ask for it. And this is actually how YouTube works in a way too. You know, as us fellow content creators and YouTubers, we have to ask the audience, hey, do you guys like this? Do you guys like this? Like, that's why like, we're always like basically quizzing <laughs> quizzing y'all like hey do you guys like this or do you like that this this is exactly what they're talking about so yeah hey, if you want more bad and beyond let us know see and that's then the fans react and say hey we want this we want this that's how they get it so if fans want batman beyond well simply ask for it um also we got the first shadow and bone trailer uh don't know it's just based on the book series by lee shadow and bone will follow a young soldier who uncovers a mystical power that will bring Back peace to the war-torn world. If you're looking forward to the upcoming Netflix series. Wow, Netflix once again. Jesus. Again, another upcoming Netflix show. Wow. Uh, let's see. Um, another thing on Netflix. Upcoming crime drama, The Irregulars. Wow. Netflix is on a roll. Um, okay. And then it's uh, Raya and the Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon. And Okay. I've heard about this one. Probably not going to watch it, though. Let's see what else. Of course, uh, Godzilla versus Kong will settle the debate once and for all. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna wait till the movie comes out. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, of course we we talked about this before of a uh, Pacific Rim anime coming to Netflix. I don't know who asked for it. Just giving a new Gundam. <laughs> How about that? Um, new look at Clone Wars gameplay with. They're re-releasing Clone uh, Clone Wars uh, Republic Commando for the PS5, Switch, and PS4. Who asked for that? I don't really know. And we talked about this um, upcoming face-off movie. It's not a remake. Script almost complete. Yeah, we talked about this. This this is the whole thing with the whole Suicide Squad issue. Oh, it's not a remake, but it's a new movie. Yeah, whatever. Well, let us just let us know. Stop bullshitting. But they're saying the script is almost done. And this is a direct sequel. Uh, let's see. We don't care about Deathloop. We saw that on the, um, what was it, the State of Play? Yeah, not interested in this Deathloop, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends, Ranger Class shown in trailer. I didn't really care about that. I don't really care about that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's see. Let's see, what's this? Uh, confirms, oh, okay. Robert Kirkman confirms Invisible animated series will be a very mature show. Uh, Peek at Invisible creator Robert confirmed the upcoming Amazon Prime. Man, Amazon Prime, once again, will not be taking a family-friendly approach, much like the Invisible comics. The show will contain mature content. The voice cast went on to talk about how violent and brutal this series can be. I've heard about this. I will check it out if I have a... <laughs> A uh, Amazon Prime trial at the moment. What's going on, Shang? What's going on? Good to see you. Shout out to Shang. So, E3 has been canceled. And according to the LA City documents, according to LA City documents, E3 2021's physical event has been officially canceled. As spotted by VGC, a new report published by the Board of Los Angeles Convention and Tourism. Development Commission states that the E3 live event is canceled and that the, the city is working with the production team on broadcast options at LA Live. Furthermore, it's working with the ESA on licenses for both the 2022 and 2023. Of course, right? They want to be safe. I understand it. So just like Comic-Con being canceled and going to the digital format, 
um, E3 might have that option as well, which is not a bad idea because E3 hasn't really been that great in a couple, for a while now. Um, so it will be interesting to see if they do that live. Now, I'll let you guys know, I did plan on doing some commentary on E3 if it comes out this year. We'll have to see. Um, I might do it if it comes out. If it doesn't, we'll see. But um, that's all I have for you guys, man. A lot of news, man. A lot of uh, manga news uh, this week. Uh, shout out to uh, you guys being in the chat. I know there's a lot of streams going on right now, so I understand it can be kind of... I told you guys in the Discord, you guys have to make a choice. I know it sucks, but... You know, it is what it is. Um, so I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, Street Fighter Five matches tomorrow at uh, 8 p.m. Central. So um, shout out to Hunter and Mega Dreads. We should be doing some matches tomorrow. Um, hopefully have that uploaded Sunday. Hopefully we'll have that uploaded Sunday around the afternoon time. Also, um, if you haven't joined the Discord, definitely do. Uh, I do a lot of updates there. So I'll give y'all the um, invite once again. Um, that's where I'll be doing watch parties for Justice League and any other movie that I plan on reviewing that's on HBO Max or Netflix, whatever it is. I'll be doing watch parties on there. So definitely stay up to date. But yeah, uh, Street Fighter V matches tomorrow at 8 p.m. Then I'll upload it on Sunday, most likely. So yeah, guys, that's pretty much it. Have a good rest of your day. It was good talking to y'all. And have a good weekend. I'll see you guys in the Discord and on these YouTube streets. Um, stay safe and have a good rest of your day, people. Peace out. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s. The clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Riddle me this. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss eyes. pudding or something, I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. expecting some, I'd whip up a really uh, substantial meal.